Guys, what's going on? Welcome back to another episode of the wonderful, the Arsenio ZSL podcast. And today, man, we are getting to that area, people. We are approaching the end coming up real soon. But nonetheless, today is going to be about the transfer business goals. And it's going to be centered a lot around football. Okay. And for the lack, you know, for obviously what I go by it as football into, you know, in America, they say soccer. And so what we have to do is look at football players in general, like Cristiano Ronaldo, right? And they are the biggest rock stars in the world. The Neymar, his Twitter uh, following, uh, Cristiano Ronaldo's Instagram following, it's insane. And to be honest with you, <laughs> Ronaldo, I don't know how much his price is. I don't know how much his uh, annual salary is, probably 30, 40 million pounds i could be wrong it could be million uh usd not exactly sure but he makes more than 70 percent off endorsements and it's because they are some of the most spectacular negotiators okay or the people who negotiate for them that actually lead to these tens of millions of dollars packages right and so what we need to do is we need to look at a few things in regards to some collocations here. So if we look at current market value, what is the value of a footballer? What is the value of someone like you in terms of what you do? See, consultancy, having a consultancy business for specific things, specific niche markets, you always got to understand that what you are trying to achieve per se, there are a number of things that you have to figure out in terms of what your value is. So it's like, for instance, if someone comes to me and says, hey, how much is a statement of purpose? I have to look at the overall, the current market value for people who do statements of purposes, right? Now, but do not be tricked by a lot of people out there. And the reason why I say that is because there are a lot of, let's say, TOEFLers, okay? And TOEFL coaches out there who are like, oh, well, you know what? Um, you know, uh, there's this one guy and he does it for this price. And I'm like, well, you could go on over there to him because I'm not going to lower my price because I know I am the number one and therefore I am the market. And so there are a lot of non-native English speakers who I do not knock them whatsoever. I do believe that there's potential in everybody, but there are people who get results and then there are people who don't really get results. And so when I look at my going rate and, you know, when I ended up boosting up the price to $35 an hour at the beginning of this year, I was like, yeah, that's totally my current market value. That is what I'm worth right now. The $25 an hour, when one of my students said, oh my God, to be honest with you, you charge very cheap. That's when I said to myself, you know what? No more $25 an hour. The thing is, I thought that people weren't going to pay me $35 an hour, especially during COVID. So I knocked myself down. And although I was charging $30 an hour back in, uh, what is it, in 2020, last year, I lowered it down to 25 because I just wanted to reach out to all markets, which ended up just backfiring on me. For instance, there was uh, an occurrence that had recently happened. Uh, that there were two uh, people that had gotten on a call with me and she had a total misunderstanding of how much I was charging. And she's like, oh, she's like, oh, well, I thought it was $200 between two people. I was like, no, 200 per student. I don't know where you got that idea from, but to be honest with you, 200 per student. And she's like, oh, you know, what about the, you know, uh, discount? And I'm like, okay, well, the, going back to what the Colombian lawyers had talked to me about and saying, oh, you know, uh, 
you know, I was wondering if we can get a discount in this and that. I'm like, first and foremost, yes. Okay. That's number one, because this is the first TOEFL preparation course. And me, I just wanted to get things warmed up and it ended up warming up very, very beautifully. Second, I did end up uh, selling them a course that kind of made up for that little discount that I had already given them. And I'm just like, okay, from here on now, if people want to haggle me, but from a good place, okay. But if there are markets that try haggling me that aren't my markets, then that's not okay. So I remember I showed this lady and had already talked to her about, hey, listen, the going rate is $35 an hour. And it's crazy because she was asking me a lot of questions in regards to people who were, you know, like, like a lot of uh, things that people would ask me if they were being coached by me. And I was like, why don't you just ask me this in the sessions that we do? Because you're asking me a bunch of, you know, random stuff. And then at the end, you know, I said, okay, well, if you want coaching hours, it's this price. And she laughed and said, why are you trying to charge me that? I said, excuse me? Did you not see that in the writing that I had sent you? Did you not hear what I said at the beginning? Do you think after speaking to you, I'm just going to give you a discount? If I'm going to give you a discount, I'm going to give it to you on my own terms. But I'm not going to make myself look cheap in a market that is not even mine and her being obviously Indian, you know, I said, you know, I had a very like gut instinct that said, Arsenio, get off this call. Don't speak to her anymore. And it's funny because after 24 hours, she still hadn't paid for the invoice yet. I sent her a free Dropbox video. Okay. With about three videos in it. And I'm just like, I feel like I gave her free stuff. And with her test approaching that very next weekend, I hurry up and cancel the invoice. And I said, sorry, because you didn't pay your invoice in a 24 hour period, it has been canceled. And I hurry up and deleted all those Dropbox videos. I blocked her and I blocked her other friend who got in contact with me through the Facebook page because these are time wasters. It was another girl from Kosovo. Again, she was 18 years old. And I was just like, um, yeah, so are you going to pay? It was 24 hours, it was 48 hours, it was 72 hours. And then I said, you know what? Get off my IG, get off my Facebook page and get off my, get off my website in general. And again, because I know my current market value for a TOEFL coach, this is all going to change probably within a year and a half once I become licensed in transformation at NLP and all these other things, because I won't be doing TOEFL for the rest of my life. Absolutely not. This is just getting me into the game to realize a lot of things and to build even more and, you know, and make sure I have courses that can make that residual income throughout the months, quarters, and years. So got to know your current market value. That's number one. Number two, your corporate image. Like when you think Nike, I think slave shops. No offense to Nike. I mean, I just know I think shit shoes. Okay, you guys make the worst running shoes in the world. However, when you think of a specific logo, there is a word of association that comes to mind in terms of that corporate image, right? And so with Apple, we know what Foxconn is about, okay? However, there are some very useful Apple products. Hell, I even use Apple products because obviously it's the easiest thing to use and stuff like that. But there's always a word of association that comes along with it. Like when you look at your image, whatever it may be, it's like integrity. When people refer me, I'm like, listen, how can I up one myself to make sure that I can maximize this and maximize these students so we can get the results and continue growing? Now, if someone says, hey, do you know Arsenio? Oh, yeah, he's not very good. That is a big problem. So when we look at footballers, you got to know what your corporate image is. 
Now, a money-making industry, this is very, very important. We already know that football is a massively, massive money-making industry. The NBA, all these sports are, you know, um, and it's because it's a market, regardless of my opinion or not, whether I like NHL, whether I like baseball or watch golf or anything, it's a industry that makes money. It's none of, regardless of my personal opinion, it's a market. And wherever a market exists, the opinions go along with it. So you have to understand, like, I realized that, uh, what is it, IELTS was no longer a money-making industry because there are so many fake gurus, especially on uh, YouTube and different pages that actually share so much IELTS information that everything is technically free. Now, 20, you know, two years ago, it was a very saturated and people with, quote unquote, no money market. When I used to get people from unfavorable uh, regions of the world that would say, oh, can I pay only $1 for coaching? I say, you get your sorry ass off my, you know what I mean? And so I stopped making IELTS podcasts because I'm like, nah, this isn't my market. I need to figure out what my market is. Now, TOEIC, even if that is a tight market, it's probably not going to be a, a, a market that I'm going to be able to expand in. And is this a worldwide market? It might be very important out there in Japan, but would they ever consider my products? Probably not. Now, can I continue like making to uh, TOEIC content? Sure, if I have a lot of time, but I just don't. So I'm not going to focus on that. Does that make sense? So here we go. We got a couple of other ones. We got start, uh, what is it? The stock market, media, and merchandising. Okay. So if we look at media outlets, we already know what the media is about, right? Uh, we got stock market flotation, and then we got merchant, uh, merchandising coverage, or it could be stock market coverage, which that just doesn't make any sense. So stock market flotation, and then we have merchandising coverage. Now the merchandise is everywhere and they make a ridiculous amounts, okay? And with flotation is obviously... Um, you know, that's more of a scientific <laughs> term, but to be honest with you, in the business world, it's the process of offering a company shares for, uh, for sale on the stock market for the first time, right? So nonetheless, it's all good. We don't really need to learn so much about that anyway. So here we go. Blue chip, sponsorship, and strong. Now, you got to have a strong brand. You got to have a strong brand. And that's why I'm like, you know what? I need to come up with a very strong brand in terms of who I, am, who I am and what I represent. Now, obviously I'm still building, whether it's on YouTube, whether it's on my podcast and over here, over there, I'm still building that up. But my name comes with my brand. So this is something that obviously, you know, uh, Ronaldo and all the other top footballers in the world have to think about because their name is technically and essentially a brand. Um, you know, there's also, you know, uh, sponsorship deals. Okay, this is one of the biggest things that I need right now. I've been thinking about it for a while. And, you know, if we look at and me, I'm not one of those people that would just like give a 20 second or a 30 second pre-roll about a specific company and say, okay, well, you know, you could, um, you know, buy this or you could click my link down below. I'm not one of those people that do that. Um, but again, if it's something that I really love, let's say sleepwear or like a bed or pillows or this type of thing or that type of thing they said man we would love to advertise your stuff just like uh we'll pay you this amount per month that is what i'm looking for right i'm looking for those partnerships i'm looking for those people who would like 
to advertise, you know, and, you know, say, hey, I would like to pay this amount for a pre-roll of this, this, and this. But it has to be with something that I love. If Pepsi and Coca-Cola ever came to me, I would say, fuck you. You can go to hell. I don't want your killer money because you're killing a lot of people with that trash that you actually make. There it is. Now, a blue chip company is a company that has a lot of potential, but it's very low key. Very, very low key. And this is what I really love about, um, you know, blue chip, um, blue chip companies, because, you know, there are many of them on the stock market and a lot of them just end up exploding. Even the companies today, some of them were just blue chip companies at the beginning and then they ended up exploding. So those are your collocations. Now I'm going to give you an article and then we're going to break it down. So here we go. Let's dive in. A recent news report tells the story of an anthropologist who discovered a lost tribe in the Amazon. Their way of life had hardly changed since the Stone Age. And they had never, and I mean, they had never seen a car or met a foreigner. So what shocked her most was about the natives and however, was not their strange social customs or mysterious religious rituals. It was actually, in fact, that several of them were wearing Manchester United football shirts. Whether or not that report is true, what is certain is that Manchester United stopped being just a famous football team several years ago and became a highly successful multinational corporation. The words football and club were officially dropped from the players' badges in 2000 in an effort to strengthen the corporate image with successful London and New York stock market flotations in 1990, uh, what is it, in 1991 and in 2012. And a current market value right now, well, probably a hell of a lot more, but right now of 2.3 billion, man, you, is as much a triumph of the media as of great soccer. So since 1993, the club has won to date 12 league titles, four league cups, 11 FA cups, one UEFA cup winner, Two UEFA Champions League Cups, which is actually very little considering 30 years, two. That's terrible. Uh, one UEFA Super Cup, one Intercontinental Cup, and one FIFA Club World Cup. But it was the media coverage of the 1990 World Cup and the arrival of Sky TV in 1993 that really transformed the game into the money-making industry it is today. See, top clubs have grown on the back of television contracts says Richard Baldwin of accountants, Deloitte, and, two, and I think it's called Tush, if I'm not mistaken. Teams like Bayern Munich, Arsenal, Real Madrid, and AC Milan turn profits, okay? Many blue chip companies would envy. And so there was it, it, one uh, Manchester United former head of merchandise who said, it's an oil well. And he should know because the team's mega store at Old Trapper which stocks 1,500 different items is constantly packed and merchandise and outlets as far away as Singapore, Hong Kong, and Sydney attract thousands of fans who couldn't even tell you where Manchester is on a map, right? And so United look and behave very much like a traditional business for a corporate point of view. That's what Nigel Hawkins has said. He's a financial analyst. They have a strong brand and they have worked to maximize it by bringing in good people. And they certainly have. One sponsorship deal alone with Vodafone, although I hate Vodafone, especially in Australia, absolute trash, netted Manchester 36 million pounds and American insurance group AIG just paid 56.5 million for a similar four-year deal. 
What's in it for the sponsors? Clearly, the glamour and glory of being part of the Man U legend. And let's face it, not even Vonafoe has its logo in the Amazon rainforest. Now, if we look at this, uh, Bergkamp, if I'm not mistaken, he played for Man U. Uh, Sharp was on the jersey during the time he had played for Man U. So, again, we're talking about a TV company back then. Then Vodafone, obviously, when Cristiano Ronaldo was playing, um, what is it, back in 2005, 6, 7, 8, I believe, Vodafone was the number one. Um, I believe someone had struck a deal with Spotify. It was a colossal deal. And so, again, it's all about just being part of the Man U legend or the Arsenal legend. You know, Arsenal, Fly Emirates. I remember having a jersey, Fly Emirates, probably back in 2012, 2011. I can't remember. I used to wear it out there in Australia for sure. Um, and I used to have that, uh, that wonderful uh, jersey until I totally just lost it. But nonetheless, people, think about it from an entirely different perspective. And with that article, and with that being said, hey, business goals, baby. This is how you create dynasties. And not everyone can create it. I totally understand that. This is just a way of you looking at things from a completely different perspective. And again, if you look at all the brands out there in the world, you look at the Apple, you look at everything. It's recognizable worldwide. Now, again, not exactly sure if that report is true but if it is they have it there are people and i know this because out here in thailand if you go to some of the most remote places in thailand people are wearing man you and arsenal i didn't even know that until you know what back in when i came to thailand 10 years ago uh just for travel i remember i came here and i couldn't be i man, i was like why is everyone wearing arsenal liverpool and man U jerseys in America, okay, yeah, they wear basketball, football jerseys, but I was just amazed that they were just wearing all these jerseys. I was like, what the hell's going on here? Okay, when did I not? I did not get into invitation with this. And to be honest with you, if you go to some of the craziest, deepest places of this country, you're going to see people wearing Man U and, or Liverpool or whatever it may be. And that's just amazing. You'll never see anyone wearing an Apple product, but you'll see people having an Apple product, right? You'll never see people wear, well, yeah, you'll see people wearing and wearing Nike. Uh, not many people, and again, Under Armour is not such a massive market. That's something that I'm a huge supporter of because I, Under Armour is the absolute best to me. I've been wearing them for like 11 years already. Um, but it just goes to show you that it goes, it, it, it leaps bounds way beyond borders. So with that being said, people, thank you so much for tuning in to another wonderful The Arsenio ZSL podcast. Stay tuned for more people over and out.